This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to In Conference with Michael Jackson right here on CliffCentral.com. This is the show where you get to meet the people that I'm lucky enough to meet on my travels around the conference world. As a global conference speaker, I've spoken at over 2,500 events. The joy of that is that I get to meet some truly amazing people, both locally in South Africa and, of course, right around the globe. So you get to meet them here on Cliff Central. And today's guest, because I'm very fond always of promoting South African homegrown talent, is no exception to that. I'm going to introduce you to a lady called Lynn Baker. She talks on a subject of executive presence, making yourself the best you can be, I guess, in whatever marketplace you find yourself in. She's a conference speaker deluxe, but she's also had a very stellar career in conferencing and eventing for many, many years, built herself a super brand, and now reinvented herself as one of me, a professional full-time speaker. Joining us from her office in Johannesburg on Skype, well, uh, Lynn Baker, welcome to you. It's nice to have you with you on the show. Morning, Michael. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure. So let's just talk a little bit about your background. Conferencing and eventing I mentioned. I mean, you had a stellar career in that industry, but not as a speaker at first. No, Michael, I'm afraid I do have a bit of a varied career in the conference and events industry. Uh, I started out almost 20 years ago as a professional speaker's agent and uh, ran a business representing people like yourself for almost 10, 15 years. However, I decided to move on and uh, got the very unique opportunity of working with Monte Cassino Corporate Events when Monte Cassino was built in the early 2000s. And yes, I started Monte Cassino Corporate Events. I launched it and I ran it for almost 10 years. So uh, I do have a fairly stellar career in the conference and events industry. And as you're only 34 years old, you must have begun work when you were about eight. But I mean, a speaker's agent, first and foremost, I mean, selling the world of conference from speakers. You know, you're, you're looking at it now from my perspective. A recent guest on my podcast was uh, Paul McConnell of Unique Speaker Bureau. God knows how hard he works. But in those early days, selling speakers or professional speakers was a bit of a novelty, really, wasn't it? It was, Michael. You know, back in uh, 1991, when I started that business, Having a professional speaker at a conference was very much a luxury, and today it's a lot more of a need, I certainly believe. And back in those days, it was very much more of your rah-rah motivational speakers who sort of came in for 45 minutes to an hour and buzzed up the audience and then left. And unfortunately, the audience, you know, sort of uh, went down like a balloon an hour afterwards. And I think the difference in the industry has changed dramatically from the point of view that um, experienced event managers now are looking for speakers of substance. And speakers who are succeeding in today's competitive business environment are speakers who are stopping and saying, how can I add value to the audience? And not just value for an hour, but how can I make a substantial difference in their life? So I think that there's um, a lot more pressure on speakers' agents to make sure that they get the right fit of speaker for the right audience and for the right theme of the conference. And there's a lot more pressure on professional speakers to deliver value, to live, deliver substance, to deliver knowledge and information that audiences walk out of that session and go, I actually learned something that will make a difference in my life today. And that's the difference. I think our audiences are a lot more sophisticated mm. and the demands of speakers are a lot greater. 
Now, you've certainly earned your stripes within the industry, and you're doing exactly that now with your newest incantation of Lynn Baker, delivering an ROI, a return on investment to your conference audiences, uh, as a speaker, talking executive presence. What exactly is executive presence? Okay, Michael, you know, executive presence is an elusive term, but it's become very popular, particularly with business schools around the world, because executive presence is often referred to as the X factor in business. And it describes those people who walk into a room and for some reason, everyone turns to look at them. When they speak, people listen. And when they lead, others follow. These people have the ability to command authority. They exude charisma that is captivating. And they present themselves with confident composure, perfect poise, and an exceptional ability to develop a relationship of trust. And originally, executive presence was always attributed to people like Barack Obama and Nelson Mandela and Martin Luther King. But now, what's interesting is executive presence has grown and it now describes a new breed of professional. Somebody who's evolved from the old style of dogmatic leadership. You know, those people who used to run businesses by management, by fear. Executive presence is now about people who operate with a sense of emotional intelligence, social intelligence, and business savvy. It's the new world of work, Michael. So I understand that we're living in this instant gratification world of image and identity is everything. I mean, can you make a silk purse out of a sow's ear, though? I mean, you're talking ROI. How do you teach executive presence to somebody during a conference talk? What tips can you give us now? Well, Michael, you know, I've developed various models um, to develop executive presence. Uh, but the one that I'm working on at the moment um, is entitled Fit for the Future. And it's about the personal attributes that drive professional success. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about how business has changed in, in the last few years. Sure. And I'm not so sure that it's about how much business has changed that we need to consider. It's more about how do we do business with people that we need to focus on. You know, after all, we can't change the macroeconomics of what's what's happening globally, but we can change the way that we're, we're dealing with people and how we present ourselves to the world. And I think that's what's important um, at the moment. Is it the kind of stuff about what you wear, how you look, what you say? I mean, from yes. live all the way through to social media, for example? You know, Michael, I think it encompasses a holistic approach. And yes, certainly the most important thing that any professional who wants to succeed in this day and age has to do is develop a powerful personal brand that communicates who they are, what they stand for, and the value that they offer the world. But the important thing is that that brand must be underpinned by a strong value system. Whether you're dealing with customers or consumers or stakeholders, today people insist on dealing with professionals who operate on a basis of honesty, integrity, trust, respect, compassion. Personal brands have to be congruent with who you are. And, 
you know, a lack of congruency can undermine your credibility, credibility dramatically. And if we take an example of somebody who built an amazing personal brand, let's think about Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods developed a powerful personal brand, but that personal brand told the world that he was the all-American clean guy, the family man. And we all know what happened with Tiger Woods. Mm. What he did was not congruent with the brand that he was showing to the world. And what happened is his lack of congruency undermined his credibility, and we all know what happened from there. So, yes, the most important thing is that we have to develop a powerful personal brand. But there's no point in developing and defining a personal brand if we don't very wisely and very consistently market that brand so that our reputation management is in place. Do you know that over 80% of customers today start their search for anything they're going to buy, whether they're consumers or whether they're business-to-business buyers? They start that search on the Internet. So if that personal brand is not powerful online, then there's no point in having it. So you have to work that brand We're talking with Lynn Baker, who's discussing the subject of executive presence. Now, Lynn, what intrigues me about this is that I, like you, spend an awful lot of time working on social media. So I'm using my LinkedIn profile, my Facebook profile, my Twitter feed. I'm staggered by the sheer number of people that I see on all of those social media platforms that have got the most appalling photographs of themselves, the most appalling descriptions of themselves, and then they go on to post appallingly bad content. I mean, you know, where do you start in this world? Because most people, I think, get it wrong. Well, Michael, that's why people like you phone people like me. And um, my, I have a, a personal brand strategic de- development program that I work through with my clients. And it starts off with what I call a personal brand audit. And what we do is we actually can either do it ourselves or we can get a professional to do it. And what we do is we go through everything that is attached to your personal brand Online And yes, we look at your LinkedIn pictures. We look, at, we look at what you're saying and doing on Facebook and whether that's appropriate and congruent and in, in line with your personal brand. And it goes into everything that you do. If you decide to develop a powerful personal brand, you have to live that brand all day, every day. It's like my brand now is executive presence. And my days of getting up on a Sunday morning and popping off to the local spa or Woolies in jeans, tackies and a T-shirt with no makeup on are no longer because I've committed to my personal brand. Every time I go out, I know that if I meet people, they expect to see Lynn Baker from Executive Presence. And I honor my brand. And I make sure that every time somebody sees me, whether it's in print, whether it's online, or whether it's live in person, my brand is congruent with who I have promised the world I will be and what my offering is. Now, when you talk about that ultimate brand, let's assume that the perfect 10 would be the ultimate score. I figure that most people score about a 2 out of 10. What's the one or two things that everyone listening should do now as a check to see if their score could be one or two points higher or that they should do just to get their ranking up marginally? 
Do you know what, Michael? There are so many things. Yes, and you, mo- you mentioned photographs. Um, if we're having a professional, powerful brand, you have to have professionally taken photographs that accompany that brand, particularly online. My recommendation to a lot of clients is that they engage with social media experts who can help them with how they should be scripting the text that appears about them, whether it's on LinkedIn or any other social brand that they're looking at. They should be contacting people in a profession who understand how to write a professional script on themselves. So you can't make it or fake it. You've got to make it and then deliver it in the right level. Dump the selfie stick, people. Uh, Lynn, time is against us, as always. Great advice, great practical stuff. How do people listening to this podcast now get hold of Lynn Baker? Michael, thank you. There are a couple of ways. Firstly, I do have uh, my website, which is www.executivepresence.co.za. On the other hand, I'm very proudly represented by a unique speaker bureau and Paul McConnon. You can get hold of Paul McConnon at any time at uniquespeakerbureau.com. And um, I'd be happy to speak to any of your listeners. Terrific. And I look forward to seeing you more on the circuit. You're always an absolute professional picture whenever I see you. I'm hoping to catch you one of these days in slippers with a cigarette hanging out of your mouth coming out of Woolies. But it's never going to happen, is it, as you said? No, it's never going to happen, Michael. Never going to (laughs) happen. Take the words of Lynn Baker, people. Listen and think about your own executive presence. Go and take a look and give yourself a score. How's your imagery? How's your wording? And let alone the content that you're posting out there. And if you want to know more about how you could build your brand, how you can get the X Factor, take a look at Lynn Baker's stuff. Google her as well. Time, as always, is against us. I've got to thank my guest for being a guest on this podcast with me here on cliffcentral.com. That's the caliber of people you meet on this platform. So keep listening every week. We podcast regularly at 2.45, and it's all over the web straight afterwards. Thanks to Lynn Baker, and that's from me for this episode. A goodbye from the other Michael Jackson. Cliff Central. The revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.